0: aggressive marketing is great. And I think with a door knocker mentality, it's as many, you know, as many doors as possible. And that kind of carries over into into the digital marketing. And having somebody who can guide you through that will let you know whether or not you're accidentally biting off more than you can chew when it comes to growing your digital brand. And so just having somebody to be able to ask those questions can make a world of difference when you're growing your digital
1: brand. Yeah, it's a good point. And Madison, honestly, I think we're one of the only companies that would tell them the truth and help them. I'm one of the only guys that these guys get on the phone that knows roofing, that knows what they're talking about, and would say, hey, man, that's not the right move to make right now. Here's as aggressive as we can get. and This is what we can do. And so yeah. and if you're not told that and helped with it, and somebody doesn't lay things out for you. You can have a problem with stuff. Hey there, guys. It's Nolan and Madison here with Roofing Webmasters. Today's title is COVID-19, the death of door knocking. And uh, I, I don't know, Madison, how would you normally intro that? This is my first video back for a while, guys, and and podcast here. So I don't know. You right. probably have a more professional format than me. Um,
0: oh, I think you're hitting it on the head pretty well. We're doing right. a good job.
1: All right. Um, so Madison, people have been calling me since this happened, and and um, overall, we've been hearing from about the same amount of people as, as normal. You know, I, I'll, I'll kind of go off on a little bit of a, a side topic here for a minute. And that, you know, for me as a business person, actually, I, actually Madison, I'll tell you a, a story that happened earlier. I was talking to the other owner, John, and yeah. we actually lost a client that um, basically shut their website down. And I'm I'm sorry, just shut down their whole business. So Hmm. coronavirus hit and starts being referred to as COVID-19. He freaked out a little too much and stopped all marketing. He sent everybody home. He quit going on roofs. He quit giving bids. Hmm. And you dial forward like two months later, you know, six weeks later. What is it? It's May 4th today. And we're kind of deep in it, at least here in Texas, aren't we? I think yeah. we're kind of peaking on the bell curve, aren't we, as far as how many people, uh, the spread is probably right at the apex and about to start going and back. I,
0: I certainly hope so. I think it's lasted longer than many people were anticipating.
1: It sure does feel like it. Mm-hmm. Although besides people having problems, which I'm not uh, a you know, proponent of, I'm I'm enjoying making food and uh, going on walks, it feels like the 1980s or 1990s to me, frankly, so Um, that part of it, I don't hate, um, I, I, overall, I like a lot of it, um, as far as the family unity, at least for us, I, I hear it's been opposite for some, but for us, it hadn't been bad. Um, but, um, so, so that guy actually is not a client anymore because he just shut it all down and Mm -hmm. what ended up happening with him is that he shut it down so much. He couldn't start it back up again. And so he freaked himself out. And one of the things I'm telling people when I talk to them is like, it's not like we're all going to shut down our businesses intentionally. That guy did. But most business owners have had an opposite reaction to this. They're working harder just to stay in business. And some of them, if not almost all of them that I've talked to, have done very, very well. Madison, the only people I've heard that have done poorly are the roofers that are dependent on referral and building trade. So anybody organically optimized, and this is true. I've talked to a bunch of guys. They're all the same or better. And whether you believe in, uh, you know, praying for hail or not, it's been a great storm season uh, for the roofers across the nation. I'm sure that you saw those storm cells that were you know, parked over the central and then the east coast. I mean, we really had a lot of storms. You yeah, know,
0: my uh I've been talking with my mom about storm season hail and stuff like that. And she's like, Oh, it's a coming. It's coming. <laughs>
1: it's it's been a good year for storms. Um and I don't I don't know for sure. I don't follow hail trace and all that as much as the roofers do, but probably as good as two thousand sixteen or so just shaping up. Uh, for 2020, which isn't bad considering there's COVID nineteen and stuff milling around, right? So yeah, it's a
0: good point. You know, those essential businesses just keep on carrying on, and it's not like people stop needing roofing services.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah it, it's it's nice to be working with essential businesses. I'm personally very grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as far as door knockers are concerned, like that guy just decided to stop everything, which is kind of crazy. It's easy to see in hindsight. You can understand where he's coming from, but most business owners have had an opposite reaction to that. Me being one of them, working harder, making sure that everything's going to be okay. Um, and uh, even being at home, I'm getting more work done, doing more stuff. Um, back on podcast videos here is one of the things, by the way. Um, I had stopped for a little bit and Madison and some other people taking over. And, you know, I don't know if I could call it lazy because I work hard, but, anyway I, I, it's it's been a while um, so this is my first one back, um, and I wanted to talk about door knocking because uh, there was a um, a guy that came on that I saw on a social media post that was a door knocking guy pushing marketing and this is for a different frankly a different episode but um, I know he doesn 't know anything about about organic and online marketing, but he's selling it to roofers and he's selling another premising that door knocking's dead. I've been talking about door knocking being you know, dead before all this happened because Madison people your age probably wouldn't even dream of answering the door. Um, I might still open the door for somebody, but I pretty much don't do it either. Like, Can you imagine just opening the door and having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. even 90 days ago, but dial forward through COVID-19, and I think it's against the law. And and a lot of cities to knock on the door right now.
0: Yeah, the only people we want to see at our door right now are either family, uh, the Amazon delivery man, or our takeout, our favorite takeout place.
1: Yeah, yeah I can't believe people are still sure ordering takeout. Although I eat Chipotle today, um, but I feel better if I can warm it up because I've already he can killed. So I'll nuke it and then eat it, you know. But um, anyway, nice. yeah, I, and there's a guy that does a, a comedy skit about it that um, Seinfeld was talking about on driving in, car, driving in the comedian cars to get coffee. And one of the guys would, had, a, had a bit on um, the word company when we used to have company. And uh, you'd save like special cake for the company and nobody uses the word to have company anymore because no one invites anyone over. So even though family might show up, Madison, pretty much that doesn't happen anymore either. So if somebody knocks on your door, it's, you know, somebody trying to sell something or take the census or who knows who it is, you know, but it's usually not something great unless they just knock on the door and leave and left a package, right? But, yeah, that's um, a good point. I mean,
0: half the time, if somebody would knock at my door, I'd be like, half of the you would be thinking, are they here to kill me for some yeah, reason? get a gun, <laughs> get a
1: gun, protect yourself. Um, and, and, of course, you have a ring and you have cameras with door, uh, uh, doorbells with cameras and you have stuff like that and people um, – you know, just don't need to answer the door anymore. So when I would talk to these door-knocking roofers like 10 years ago, they would call and then get off the phone. They would be kind of interested and be like, "Nah, nah, I knock doors," you know. Or and about five years ago, I'd get calls and really hardly ever get these guys signed up because their focus is not on getting one location going. And the question of Madison would be. Nolan, I need 25 addresses to show up because I work Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and Florida, and I need I need locations in Wichita, Orlando, you know Miami, Houston, and Dallas, and all this stuff. And Madison, I'll ask you without prepping you on this stuff. Can somebody go get 25 locations to show up on Google my business and have them all operate?
0: Oh, no, not without years of groundwork no. beforehand.
1: Madison, are people that try to get 25 locations, do they have legitimate locations in the eyes of Google?
0: No, because most of them will probably be residential addresses and Google's going to strike off the majority of those.
1: So I have this conversation, Madison, I kind of put Madison on the spot, but I have this conversation almost every day. And the conversation is, well, I've got a separate location. Well, it's a share space, you know. Uh, and I was like, well, no, I know it's shared. They don't want to. Well, no, no, I have got my own executive office there and I can use my own conference room. And I'll be like, yeah, but there's, there's PL boxes behind the receptionist desk. And the whole thing was set up as a shill primarily to promote addresses for, for people to get Google locations to show up. And Google who mapped the whole world is very well aware of it. And if you try to promote an address in that location, you're highly likely to get it banned. And there's no point in putting that much. And they'll argue with me like I'm Google. And I was like, hey, go sue Google. I don't care. You know, good luck on having them change their policy for you. And so people will come up and, and the door knockers will want like 25 locations. And before I keep talking about this, the good news is, and there are a lot of great stuff to be had. 87% of people go to Google for search. Oh, yeah. 75% click on organic. And you can get a map or two or three to show up if you do it correctly. And there's a heck of a lot of benefit from it. Can you do what a door knocker would like to have, which is world domination, all addresses, everything show up the same time? No, not going to happen. In fact, mm-hmm. Madison, I'd argue even the nationwides can't get that to happen, to yeah. speak of.
0: That's very much true. The large brands right now are having a very difficult time with competing with local-based businesses simply because Correct. local it's SEO is being so prioritized by Google
1: well local seo madison is probably overall what the consumer demands and so if google's not going to show the pack three with local people does does home advisor or yelp or angie's list show up in the pack three mm-hmm. No,
0: i mean very rarely very rarely if no. I've ever
1: madison they've never shown up that i know of in case you know something i don't know they show up on organic maybe oh yeah but, um, but they don't show up on the map pack because they're not they're not uh there for that that's for local and so Google's wanting to show that because the consumers ask for that. I'm talking Madison about people like uh, tech to America and some of these uh, uh, commercial places, you know, um, even they won't show up usually that well because um, the website isn't centrally, I guess what, what would be the name for it? It doesn't have good topical authority because it's not local fully. Mm. You do find this on other stuff like a, like a franchise brand sometimes, but the roofing industry has very little of that to warrant special treatment from Google. You know,
0: yeah, you get the occasional chain here and there that does a really good job, like, like a very rare job yeah. of optimizing their locations locally. But that's that's a di- that's very rare.
1: So, I'll move on to some conversations I've had. So, uh, Madison, I don't know, I probably haven't told any of you guys, but I have signed up multiple door knocking roofers in the since the COVID 19 breakout, and so now. Reason is set in, and it's not even reason; it's necessity, at this point. So they set in and said, "Uh oh, I'd better get organized and uh, better start marching online, so that I can show up." And um, man, Madison, even somebody that's not a door knocker, have you ever heard of the six pack or the eight pack? So this is it, it's roofer jargon for if I do a roof at this location, I'm going to knock the neighbor, neighbor 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 and so the house you're at and the five or or you might go out and do eight you know yeah as
0: like a child of the 90s that's like that's like childhood memories right there like it's it's fairly rare for me
1: but well so it's roofers talk about it but the point is even a non-door knocking roofer will still knock a six-pack or eight-pack on on the street they're on and and of course they stick the sign in the yard you you guys see that all the time right in your own neighborhood
0: oh yeah oh yeah
1: um in fact you might have a roofer living in your neighborhood and they just keep their sign parked out front or every time it hails they put a sign out in their own yard Mm -hmm. Um, i have several of those roofers in in our neighborhood so so even people that are kind of they can't even door knock like that anymore i don't know if people would appreciate it if they did door knock but anyway so those things are um those things are happening and then people can show up on organic and they can show up in a city page. They can show up on their services. Um, and, and what I like to talk about mainly is organic. We talk a lot about SEO here. And so you can show up on the map pack three, if you're worthy to show up there and you can show up on hundreds of keywords as well on your organic search terms. And Madison, I, I know we've talked about this a few times, but we had, um we had a conversation about this out of the, 87% of people that go to Google search for services, 75% click on organic. Mm-hmm. Half of those go to map. Half of those go to the website.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and very then few a, of them are at PPC anymore.
1: Um, well, 25% click on paid Madison. So, I mean, that's been raising as a percentage, but it's still just 25%. Mm-hmm. If you believe whatever, you know, stuff we, we read on it. Um, so anyway, with that said, um, you can get hundreds of placements on there and even your map shows up better based upon, um, how well it's structured, what page content you have, the, uh, and and how well that optimizes. And if you get reviews and you do check-ins and use brand review, which is a great software for reputation management, um, Mm -hmm. and getting more reviews, you definitely can show up. I'll say one thing about door knockers too, Madison. that's a little bit different in case you're not aware they're a very aggressive group of people in a good way and mm-hmm. uh and and i'd argue pretty pretty gutsy i mean it takes some guts to knock on the on a door you know oh, so yeah. these aren't people that are scared of marketing they're just people that didn't usually market online right so um they're definitely not scared of it and i and i bring it up because the door knocker is probably gonna be really good about getting reviews and doing stuff online to get dominant that they know they need to do. Because
0: they're willing to ask for those reviews when other people are shying away from it.
1: They're definitely not shy. Madison, I'll get your take on it. I know I have my take on it, but what's your take on the prospect of somebody getting up that's never had an online web presence before and let's say mapping
0: for example. Like how quickly could they do it?
1: Today compared to three years ago. How about that?
0: Okay, yeah. So three years ago, even a year ago, it was significantly harder to try to knock out those those tenured companies that had been there for years, the experienced cool. ones that everyone knows about. Um, it was almost impossible to knock them out of those MatPat slots. And then just, I think it was at the end of November of last year, that local search update finally made it possible for brand new businesses who optimized really well uh, those new brands to actually make a dent and to even rank in those map pack placements. So it's been, it's been a very big change this last uh, six months. So
1: Madison and I never talk about this stuff really that much, even though we work together, but um I would argue I, that's that's a good assessment of it, and and uh, a little different take. I didn't realize that you attributed it to a, a November change. Partly, but I've been seeing this change occur for about a really. Madison, I don't know if you've ever listened to any podcasts or videos that I've done, but I wouldn't take a new client with a new .dot com back in 2014 15. Mm-hmm. There's about a two year period where if they called and said I got a new. I need to get set up. I'm like, hey, go somewhere else. I'm sorry, I can't help you. And uh, I would do that because there was just no chance of them getting up and ranking. The algorithm was so slanted towards uh, tenure, trust, and authority and time online that you couldn't get through it. Mm -hmm. And I think it was sometime around 2017 that it loosened a little bit. And frankly, in my thought process, it's been really, getting easier and easier to get up in ranking. And the reason i preface it with these guys, these door knockers being a more aggressive group and not shy of getting a review, like you said, um, is that they are going to be willing to go in there and do that. And and Madison, I think, is a perfect opportunity to combine the activity and signaling from brand review and reviews and check-ins combined with the lessening of the restriction for tenure and trust and age and then getting aggressive against a group of people, Madison, that don't fight for rankings. So to all you roofers that are trying to get going and you're like, oh, gosh, it's going to take six months to a year. And Madison, by the way, most of the agencies out there still preach this, in my opinion, is a ploy to get them to stay as long as possible without canceling.
0: Get those uh, annual contracts.
1: Yes, um, yeah, and the, and, the, and the people have heard this for almost 10 years, right? They're like, oh, and, and people will call and tell me the narrative without me even saying anything to them. They'll say, oh, I know it's going to take six months or a year. They'll start telling me the pitch, and I'll say, no, hey, stop. That's not necessarily true anymore. I expect you to be happy in 90 days or less if you do check-ins. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if they do that, I do – we've had – People, Madison, you know some clients that we've had that had brand new websites that have just shot up through rankings, and it was a combination of having excellent work, base level work done by the webmasters, getting it all set up, and them using check-ins and photos and captions with brand review.
0: Oh yeah. The willing, the common denominator among all the different case studies that we've written about these clients is that they are very willing to try out these new, uh, this new software, these new programs that we're using like brand review and they're, they're enthusiastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely the ones that will do that. you know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and um, he was talking just a huge game about getting big going for it and i explained to him brand review and he's like yeah i know i just need you to do your work and get going get me up i need results and i want you to do it. i was like this is part of it sir this is part of getting going and if you're not willing to participate nowadays your brand's just not gonna not gonna do well online i call it a you know it's digital branding it's whatever digital signaling google can see doesn't matter if they have billboards up all over town if, there's, if that doesn't translate into a digital signal or footprint of some sort, and it doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody, but if they're not getting any credibility from Google digitally, they're just not going to do well. You know? But these door knockers can go in there and get serious about it. And uh, all brand review is is a really nifty tool to use on your phone that you, that you check on and you, uh, you check in every single job. So you leave the front door, you walk to your car, and you first, you leave the front door, you say, hey, please leave me a review. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you're in Dallas-Fort Worth area and your office is in Arlington and you just did a job in Mansfield. So you have a Mansfield city page and you did a hail damage roof replacement. We just had bad hail, uh, right? We had some pretty, I don't know if any of y'all got hail, but I got some hail in my house. You know, it it, it's, it doesn't always hail, but I've had hail each year, two years in a row. Um, Anyways, so you leave and you say, Hey, please leave me a review. And they say, Oh, sure. Thanks. Now, before you left or at some point in the job, get a selfie of you in front of a pile of shingles on the roof, a picture of the roof, a picture of people working, assuming the picture didn't violate some OSHA regulations, I would advise against that, or a close up of a a shingle with a chalk mark around it with a damaged hail damage, something. So you had a photo and when you get in the truck you already ask for the review say hey this this is great thanks a lot and you say, "Hey, you know if you really want to thank me, go on Google and give me a review or or somewhere google our name and uh maybe if you ask really nice one out of ten or twelve people will uh will give you a review um so you get in your truck, you tag your photo, you pull up a brand review, and you do a caption just did a uh I don't know. How about an Owens Corning um, roof replacement in Mansfield TX mm-hmm. or what would be another one? You know, Owens Corning or what's the other? Certainty. Uh, Certain, CertainTeed. Yeah. yeah. Certainteed's teed's the one that a lot of the guys cult follow because it's got the tabular strip in it and everything. But mm-hmm. anyway, so just at a CertainTeed uh, roof replacement in Mansfield TX, uh, you put the client's cell phone and or email down. You tag your Mansfield page from a drop-down list and say, I'm in Mansfield, and I just did a, a hail damage roof replacement. And so there you are. You used to be a storm chaser. You didn't have a website, and now you're at a job doing a check-in. You hit check-in, and it's going to grab the geo-coordinates from your phone within a, within a two-block radius. So it's not going to show the exact address. It's going to drop a little pin drop on your Mansfield TX page, and your uh, hail damage roof replacement page, along with the photo, which is custom, and the caption. Now, all those bits of data are, ca- are custom bits of data. The check in code that they can read that's behind the photo that you see of the of the website or of the of the map is a geo coordinate that's wrapped in something called schema, and it's called schema check in. It's like digitally raising your hand and say, hey. Google, please recognize that I was here doing a job. Now, if you owned a restaurant, which thank God you didn't because you wouldn't be in business right now, right? But if you owned a restaurant, Google says, how is a restaurant? But you don't own a restaurant. You're a service contractor. So they don't know you were at the house for that. So this is a way for you to say, hey, I was here. You know, Mm -hmm. I did this job. Please recognize
0: that's a great point, Nolan. We we do lots of those brand review walkthroughs, and when clients ask, "Okay, so why am I doing these check-ins again?" I say it's all about evidence. At Google, you know, people assume that Google just knows everything, you know, by intuition, I guess. Uh, but they don't know that you're on a billboard. They don't know that you're walking from door to door. And these check-ins are your way of saying all right, Google, we're not just saying that we do these things. Here is legitimate evidence of where I was and what I was doing. Here are the coordinates that show I was doing it. This is why you should rank me up on, on Google search.
1: You know, when that door knocker knocks on the door, he gets to Madison and gets to tell a story. He gets to talk about his grandpa, third generation, you know, second generation. He gets to talk about pulling himself up from his bootstraps and what he knows about roofing. He makes a personal connection. Mm -hmm. And they can't do that anymore. You can get close to it on. Listen, some people are still going to door knock, But I get, you know, if you want to get kind of, you know, if you want to start speculating about what's going to happen, who in the room thinks that we're not going to have another COVID-19 now that we've had this on the soil? You know, I've watched people walk around with other countries with masks on for years and you think, oh, what are they doing? Now we know what they're doing, right? They're maybe being respectful to others because they're sick. They might have been scared of a pandemic, you know, or something. But now we know. And even if the roofer says, ah, oh, Nolan, forget that. This is going away. I'm a good old boy. I'm conservative. We're going to be hitting the streets door knocking. And what if it resurges in, you know, in the winter, comes back next spring, jacks up your next year? And what if this isn't the only one? You know, I would assume that with population density and other things and globalization that it's kind of obvious this isn't going to be the only time around. So it's kind of imperative for somebody that's used to knocking a door to knock it. It's not like this isn't going to change social, social norms and complete paradigm shifts of the way that we live. So I don't think there's any doubt that you're going to be knocking less doors than you used to and having And or you're not lock, knocking less doors than you used to. You're going to be having uh, less conversion than you used to, you know.
0: And even so, if this doesn't happen for the next decade, you can yeah. remember this sort of stuff taken in stride and use it as practice for when it happens again, who knows, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. So you'll know what to do then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, no doubt. I mean, it, and, and these guys now can take that narrative that they used to tell and they can paint that picture digitally and they can take photos of jobs, make captions of what they're doing, check in, get more. So that... I didn't finish it, but when they hit that button and they and they check in, they're going to um, they're going to send a text and email to the client with a direct link to the Google review, Facebook, BBB. That client can now pick one. They already promise you they're going to give you a review, and now they're going to um, be faced with a text in front. They're going to be much more likely to probably about twice as likely to leave your review. Let's say four out of five still don't leave the review. You now have the digital evidence on your website that's spidered by Google. And Madison, it surprises me, but a lot of people don't know these things because I'll repeat it daily, that when Google has a website that has changing content, they come back maybe once a week or so. I explain it to them like this. If it's somebody who never changes content, they might not come back, but once every six months. They're not gonna waste server speed and time it costs it might cost them a fraction of a cent to come by but they they can't do that times 1 trillion every week you know right and so if you make more frequent changes and it's a local roofer they might come by once a week if it's Amazon they're parked there on the millisecond right if it's Amazon they're just like they're grabbing every bit of data Amazon puts out but you if you don't make any changes as a roofer They'll never come back to your site, but if you start making changes, they'll be like, "Oh, what's what's he doing this week? Oh, he did a hail damage roof replacement in Mansfield, Texas, with a check-in code and a caption and a photo. Wow! Hey, we had somebody else just search for hail damage roof replacement in Mansfield. Maybe your page of content's more relevant than that guy's page of content. You know? Mm -hmm. So I talk about this stuff a lot. I talk about brand review a lot, but in my opinion, at least today. And for the next several years, it is SEO. It is the future of it. It's what's happening right now. And I I went off on a tangent a little earlier, but the reason not only can you get up because now they give more credit to people that haven't been around as long if they have digital signaling coming in. But the old timers, Madison, are the old timers doing check-ins and photos? Like they're not.
0: They have to be told a lot before they start doing it
1: so yeah yeah so so the but i'm not even talking about the customers you call madison try to get them. those are already people said they're going to do it with us i'm talking about all the people that are already up there in ranking that haven't called they're wow. resting on their laurels and not doing anything you know so there's there's if you want a spot up and mapping in my opinion you can just go take it right now if you're if you're smart about it it's not yeah. necessarily just aggressive about it in fact if you are overly aggressive Madison, can you spam the GMB and have problems with Google? You know, uh, you,
0: it's, it's very easy to accidentally sabotage your GMB if you're over ambitious.
1: Yeah, you could even be, not be uh, cheating on their rules and still, still have a problem, right? If you're yeah. ambitious,
0: yeah. We see it all the time.
1: Yeah, so, so meaning somebody could go, well, I've had thousands of clients, and you go call them all in one week to get reviews. Well, they, they could all be legitimate reviews, and the algorithm thinks that you lied. Is that a good example, Madison? Like for example?
0: Yeah, that's a perfect example because more established companies, you know, they don't always go after collecting those reviews. And when they think, oh, I need to catch up, you know, immediately, they tend whenever they try to make rapid progress on reviews or check-ins, yeah. those are the sort of people who when they try to make those shortcuts that accidentally end up hurting themselves.
1: Yeah. I wasn't even talking about that though. That's a that's a good point. I'm more talking about Um I'm more talking about people cheating payola for a review. Hey, I'll give you, you know, a hundred dollars client for that. That's all against the rules. And man, some people don't know that either. And it's kind of sad when they get stung by it because they didn't know. They didn't know like that
0: one client you talked about all the time who was making millions in revenue every year and then lost two-thirds of his
1: business. He went down to one and a half. Mm -hmm. It's sad. And you know what? At the end of the day, that guy Never came clean on how to do business, and it, it's it's not. I don't I don't really blame him. He, he's a because he was a hardcore salesperson turned roofing business owner. couldn't wrap his head around the fact that he needed to digitally brand himself through Google within their rules and regulations. Right, mm-hmm. and um, he ultimately opted for a cheap band-aid version and I check on it because he's not a client that guy I talked to him and he almost became a client and he went with this trashy services and tried to get around it and his site's still doing poorly actually what I was going to do with him Madison was start over because the Google my business account had been banned I'm sorry guys there there probably should have been a little set up to that conversation to help you understand it but there was a guy that was in um fort collins colorado which is north of denver uh, anybody's a roofer knows where it is madison because they are there all the time i think it's the most competitive industry in the nation because they're a place in the nation because any roofer that goes to denver wants to stay there because it's beautiful and so there's not as much population as dallas fort worth or houston which are huge dallas fort worth probably the most competitive because uh, we have hail it, madison if i was a roofer i would uh I would have liked to have been born and raised with a family business and something in Collin County. I would have taken Plano or Frisco, you know, cause it's yes. like a vortex of hail above it and really expensive homes. But um, anyway, so this guy got hail every year, got $5 million worth of business and had paid all of his clients to get reviews. And somehow it got back to Google who must have had verifiable proof and took his Google map down. And he did get it back, but it appeared to be penalized. Madison, they even put back on the reviews, but the site never went back up. It was, though, it was as though there was a penalty on it. So he kept it up, did not start over. Madison, had he done that, he'd already have 50 legitimate reviews, a new site and climbing up through rankings. Instead, he sits there with a never-ending penalty. You know, mm-hmm. it's sad. But anyway, so guys, you can, as a door knocker, you know, get up in ranking. You can get a website. We talk about organic because of the statistics that I gave you earlier. It's such a good return for such a good deal for the prices that we have that almost everybody likes it and stays as a client for years. And those statistics are that 87% of people go to Google for searching for services, 75% click on organic. And um, I would argue, too, that it's just one of these door knockers, by the way. Even if they were door knocking, you, I mean, you have to have a conversion loss. Would, as would, Madison, would you buy a roof if without looking them up online? Oh, no, you
0: no. Know? Almost nobody would look at somebody without looking at their reviews.
1: They do, Madison. I'm sorry, but they do. Uh, I agree with you. I'm, I'm in your camp. Mm-hmm. But I talk to the roofers, and they will go talk to – There's a swath of good old boy America left that you can walk in their house, go to the coffee table as a silver ton devil. And I'm not saying you're a bad roofer, just saying you're a great salesman, door knocker, and they can close that business and that person won't necessarily go look. They'll sign the contract on the spot. Did you know that's how they do it?
0: It's hard to believe, but I can imagine. Yeah.
1: All right, I don't know, man. Let me see what else I got. How long we've we been going here, Madison? What's our timer? Oh,
0: I think we've been going at least 30 minutes. Uh, I think one, one, I wanted to mention that earlier, but I, I forgot to mention it. I think in our conversation, we've been talking a lot about you know, what Google is looking for when they want to rank you up. And we've mentioned right. you know, how many people are using search. And I think that's, that's a great way to look at it you want to think about what people need most, how to serve them best and how to put your services in a as convenient a manner possible uh, in front of them so that they can simply connect with you the easiest way possible. And this is, this is how you do it on a local level. Uh, And it's not just, Oh, I need to please, I need to appease Google. It's I need to serve people as best as I can.
1: I'm going to, yeah, and digitally, I mean, digitally being found, of course, I'm going to go through just a list of things that I had here to make sure hardcore guys can can do well online, as long as you don't break the Google Webmaster rules. I would have given you a quick tutorial about that anyway, had you become a client, but mainly it's not payola for no Starbucks gift cards for reviews, stuff like that. Not doing them all at one time, that sort of thing. But if you ask every single client, you consistently have them coming in, you can do fantastically. Um, you know, the thing that's bad from the mentality of a door knocking roofer is that Google doesn't like somebody transient in a marketplace. And so, um, a roofer will go to where the hail is that door knocks and they may continue to do that, but you would need to stay in one location. And Madison, I've talked to a lot of these guys, most of them, and I'm going to say like 90% plus don't want to door knock forever. And they may even like it when they're younger, but by the time you're my age, you don't want a door knock. You don't want to miss the kids growing up. You don't want to be in the hotel rooms and all that. So most of them at some point in time want that brand. I have a really hard time. I have a roofer right now that's a friend of mine. And, um, and I can't say that about, but just a handful of clients, you know? He's a friend of mine and he's so hardcore. He wants to take over the world all the time. And so I never set roots in one location. And after the life of me, and I'm trying to get him to do a location with a different name, and I can't get him to do it because he just won't stop to think about doing it that way because he's used to driving all over and all this stuff. I just want him to, for once, to experience being branded online because because of what he's done and moved around so much, the site that we have for him hasn't performed as well. Now, he does make plenty of money on it, but it's mainly for a commercial basis. I want him to experience a website that gets branded dominant in one location so that he's in the map pack three more often than not that he's mm-hmm. got hundreds of keywords and he gets regular weekly call volume off of it and i'd like for him to experience it but it seems to fight the fabric of his being to be able to sit there in one location to do it but that's what google wants from people they want someone that will digitally brand themselves to a local market so that google can say this guy and this market is proven himself. It's got great content and reviews and branded signaling coming through that you can look at and we think you should go to him. They won't do that for somebody who just jumped into a market cause hail just hit. Mm-hmm. That guy has to pay for $50 clicks or whatever it is. Clicks go up and, you know, clicks go up quite a bit when, when, hail hits because everybody moves in town, door knocks and and sets up a temporary website. But those little temporary websites are not good for optimization. They want somebody that stays put, builds a reputation, builds a brand. You can get results with those little 90 days on it, but that's what they're looking for. Um,
0: You know, and we've seen plenty of examples of clients who, you know, a lot of people are, they're afraid to put down roots and they think, oh, if I put down roots, I won't be able to go to this other city and get these jobs that I've been getting but the truth is you can put down roots and like you said start getting, uh, getting consistent leads from that area and building your brand and you can still get referrals from those other cities that are you know a few hours drive that way. I had a roofer that I was talking to this week that he was stationed primarily in San Antonio and he was still getting, even though he was specializing there and he had his roots put down there and he was growing, he was still getting leads out in Houston. You know, the, the occasional leads here and there. And yeah. these are like valuable leads too. So it's still possible. You just so need to start building.
1: I don't have a problem with a roofer trying to get a couple of locations as long as they're legitimate. As a Google, which is a separate USPS address with a door. It mm-hmm. doesn't have anybody else in it. That's not a home. So that it could be the cheapest metal door in the back of a cheap industrial warehouse that you got for $300. It could be a 10 by 10, but it's a door that's separate. That's recognized with your name on it. That's a legit address, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one could argue Madison that they need to man the location. So this may walks in us there, but maybe, maybe not for a roofer. Right. Um, so If they had a couple locations, the reason they might want to, you brought up San Antonio, it reminded me of something. San Antonio had the worst hailstorm and monetary, monetarily in history in 2016. I think it was April. And so I had a guy tell me that 63% of the roofs were replaced. And so the next couple, well, actually they were busy all the way through 16 and a little bit of 17, but by the time 18 and 19 rolled around, uh, 19 had a little bit of hail, but it just wasn't as good of a market to be in. So, um, this is where a, a hail guy would say, "Hey, Nolan, you're you're not totally right, dude." And because if something hits, there's nothing to do after it's over. So the reason a the reason a, a roofer might want multiple locations is because you never know when the big one's going to hit. It wouldn't be bad to have your feeler in a few locations. And if the big one does hit, you may not get good business for a while. It means somebody might do like literally 800 roofs one year and the next year do 150 off the same organic effort, which happened to a client of ours, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, it's just, like, it's just like a financial industry expert would recommend you know, diversifying your portfolio. You could get ones yeah. that have those big investment payoffs in one year and then have another location that just has a consistent stream of steady business. Yeah. And that's just that's just a smart thing to do if
1: possible. I guess the problem with it is is that Google's regulations, if that address is not legit, it ain't gonna work. And if it's not legit, they might take the whole thing down after years of effort. Mm-hmm. But if you could get two legit locations and you're in San Antonio and Austin, that's good diversity, right? And it's mm-hmm. right there. Or if it's San Antonio and Round Rock or Fort Worth. Of, yeah. and <laughs> Fort, Fort Worth and Plano. Google would be okay with that, right? And so there are some things, guys, if you're a hardcore door knocking guy, but I, I, I want to say this after you're talking about that. So uh, if I get, this is a slippery slope conversation. Would you agree to even, you, you don't talk to them as much, but Madison, if I start talking about multiple locations, the aggressive door knocker immediately slides down to into spam almost immediately. Um, so when you start out a website as a door knocker or any business, any roofing business, you'll have one legitimate location. If you try to start two or three, you're riding all three horses poorly. All the effort, all the reviews, everything needs to go in one location. Also, the, the organic optimization gets wonky and goofy if there's too many names in it, right? And so, um, but if I was a roofer, I wouldn't mind having, and I'm in, I live in Fort Worth. The office is in Fort Worth. We're all at home right now, Um, but I would want one in Fort Worth and I might take like Arlington or something like that. I don't know for me personally, if I'd take Plano because it's on the other side of the world from here, but I might take like Arlington and Google would be like, and I'd have two legit locations. Google would be like, okay, now if I tried to get five locations, I'd say that, two could be legitimate, five at some point. They're not legit, right, Madison?
0: Very, very unlikely.
1: Very unlikely that somebody has five legitimate locations in Dallas-Fort Worth, and guess what's going to happen to you? A Google human reviewer, you're going to be hitting algorithmic pieces that set off red flags, and they're going to come looking at you. And then they take them all down except the one, you know. So, but again, i remind you guys, it's better to be online and be awesome, get – Uh, you can have a site that'll get regular weekly call volume and have something working than it is to try to go in and cheat. It's no offense to door knocking uh, roofers at all. I have a lot of respect for door knockers because I couldn't do it when I had a home security company. Uh, It was, I wasn't, I didn't have the constitution for it. Uh, So I have a lot of respect for it because I actually knock doors with groups of people and it's, it's rough. Um, I could probably do it now, but I certainly couldn't do it when I was in my twenties. I just didn't have the constitution and guts to go do it. Um, but, a roof, but a door knocking roofer tends to be a very aggressive marcher and can get themselves in trouble with spam on Google. But if you're not in trouble with spam and you don't do that, getting found on Google is the best marching technique you can partake in by far. Organic is the best one, produces the best leads, and it's the best return on investment dollar. Um, yeah, so I highly recommend any, any door knockers get into it. I think that you need it at this point in time. Um, Any other, anything else, Madison, or you you think that's about it?
0: Um, I would say when it comes to like aggressive marketing is great. And I think with a door knocker mentality, it's as many, you know, as many doors as possible. And that kind of carries over into, into the digital marketing and having somebody who can guide you through that will let you know, whether or not you're accidentally biting off more than you can chew when it comes to growing your digital brand. And so just having somebody to be able to ask those questions can make a world of difference when you're growing your digital brand.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. And Madison, honestly, I think we're one of the only companies that would tell them the truth and help them. I'm one of the only guys that these guys would get on the phone that knows roofing, that knows what they're talking about, and would say, hey, man, that's not the right move to make right now. Here's as aggressive as we can get, and this is what we can do. And so, and if if you're not told that and helped with it, and somebody doesn't lay things out for you, you can have a problem with stuff. I mean, that definitely has, it's for a different uh, episode, but we definitely can talk about names of the company and ways to set up and formation and all that. If somebody's never been online before, I'd say there's some opportunity to with proper structuring to make a way faster, better, and longer lasting impact with the way that the company is structured and set up and named yeah.
0: yeah. You may be able to, you know, grow much faster than you did in the last few years, but if you don't have that healthy foundation, then it's hard to sustain yourself in the long run.
1: Yeah. And, and Madison, most of the digital marketing companies are lip service and don't do good work. And, you know, it's, it's hard to find somebody good. It really is. But all right. I am spent, man. I'm done. Um, guys call us. If you have any questions, love to be a service, anybody door knocking out there, get set up online, keep door knocking, obviously, uh, as soon as you can legally do so. I I think door knocking is fantastic and I'm sure you'll be doing it for a while. I don't think Madison's generation is gonna be answering the door though. So by the time all my age range dies off, you better have your web stuff completely under control because Madison's calling the cops when his door gets knocked on there. Sorry guys. All right, guys. We'll see y'all later. Take it easy. Thanks for listening.